0: Good evening. What is the highlight of the week? Thank you for joining us again tonight. This is MIT Podcast. MIT stands for Mindset into Transformation. I am Benjamin Huang, your host tonight. Here we have a conversation with people who have done extraordinary things in their life. We discuss their story of success and the mindset drive them into achieving the impossible. Many people ask me how they can transform from where they're at to where they want to be. You may be a student, an engineer, a doctor, a hairstylist, a mechanics, or a professional athlete. Red race is every single entrepreneur need to face to escape from. Being an employee or a specialist means a complete new learning process to jump into B and I quadrant, if you reach that poor dad or reach that you know, uh, cash flow quadrant. Business and investor are the two quadrants that will um, kind of set you free. Our guest today is a former NBA player, yes, a professional NBA player who is now a super successful investor. He jumped from S into B&I. If, if you read Richard Pordas, you will know how much work he has gone through. He's in our show today sharing with us on his story and how, he learned, how his learning can apply to you. Happy to have you here. Um, how are you doing? Hey,
1: it's going good, man. Hey, I'm glad to be on the podcast. And uh, I hope I can provide your audience with some value today.
0: Thank you so much. And um, again, I'm, I'm very excited to have you here. Uh, before we get into a specific topic, can you give us a high level, you know, introduction about yourself? Um, what should people know about you? Sure. Uh,
1: my name is Rashad Jones Jennings. Um, some of you may know me also as Shazilla. Um I got that from playing basketball. Um, that was my basketball name and it just kind of stuck with me. Um, so, a little bit about myself, um, from, originally from Chattanooga, Tennessee, um, you know, I played professional ball, as Benjamin mentioned, I played eight years professionally, um, most of my time was spent internationally, um, had a couple um, stops in the NBA, and uh, I ended up retiring due to injury in 2015. So, um, in 2015, when I retired, I had, uh, I already had my license, because I got my license while I was playing and that's some one of the things that um i encourage athletes to do um your your second career may not be real estate but whatever your second career is in the off season come back intern and, and get a feel for you know and start just building some credentials for your second career because it's not if it's when you're um you you have to retire some people walk away some people are forced out but either way um you need to be prepared so um, that's one of the things that I like to teach to the athletes and everything like that. And um, I've been doing real estate ever since 2015. I started out as a realtor. Um, then I worked my way up to a broker, started wholesaling, started flipping houses, started building single houses. Now I'm building um, full-fledged developments now and uh, with about $60 million in the pipeline. Um, we're probably going to build um, 80 houses this year so 80 units well not houses units because i include townhomes and in that as well um so yeah so i got my hands busy um right now just um trying to um, tackle the capital raising peace but other than that i mean that's a little uh background on myself and uh you know it's been, Amazing. It's been a journey
0: yeah yeah yeah. It must be a journey i mean just with you touch on those high level you know um, word you know really it's it there's there got to be a lot of story that 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 you you have gone through right oh, yeah. so that that start with your life to you know eventually become a professional you know NBA player um like like what 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 was it like when you were a kid like were were you thinking about playing basketball you know since you were a kid already
1: oh, yeah. man I've been I've been playing sports all my life so the a the, the little bit more background on me so I'm the only boy of four girls. So I played every sport just to stay out of the house. <laughs> I mean, I played basketball, football. I ran track. I played soccer. I, I ran cross country. You name it, I did it. I was in the boys and girls clubs. I was in the parks and recreation centers. Um, you know, so I, I stayed busy. But, but, yeah, basketball has always been one of my goals. Um, I, was, I was never one of the guys in the forefront. I always just had to work hard, work hard, work hard and uh that spilled over into my business career um because it was people that you know when i first got in that they were ahead of me but you know it was like man i just gotta work i just gotta work i just gotta work and um you know i built my way up you know now i'm developing and i i love i love the development game it's high level um you deal with different types of people um
0: and uh yeah wow wow so so i mean so like, be, before you decide, because, you know, there's a lot of people play balls, you know, when they're they're a kid, right. right? But this, you know, making up their mind to become a professional player is a different level of commitment, right. right? Have you ever considered to be major in some other thing before you, you know, become a professional player? Well,
1: man, see, that's the thing, man, with my, with my background. I come from, you know, um, I come from a... Um, You know how can I say this? I come from a rough neighborhood, and um, a lot of people don't dream. And I say this all the time: when you're in survival mode, you don't dream, right? You're just trying to survive the next day. You're just trying to survive the next week. You're just trying to survive the next month. So it wasn't a lot of it wasn't a lot of dreaming going on. It was just more like survival. Um, You know, I I even when I was with the Sixers, I even had. one of the guys that was sitting on the sideline, he walked up to me after one of our pickup games. And he's like, Man, you know, how'd you how'd your coach get you to play so hard? And I looked at him and I said, it's just in me. But what I really want to say was like no no one person can make me play hard. I'm playing for survival. I'm playing not to go back. You know, so my why is is different than everybody else's why. So um I, I just felt like you know, my, my upbringing the environment, it, it, it put me in a mental space to where I knew I had to do more than everybody. I knew I had to work out, work everybody. And I knew I just had to keep showing up because like I said, I wasn't the main guy, you know, I wasn't the, I wasn't the, you know, American dream where it's like, you was a star player in high school, they rolling out the red carpet for you, you know, um, I didn't have any um, scholarships out of um, high school. No athletic scholarships. I went to college on the academic scholarship. You know, yeah. academics came easy to me. I had to work hard to be good in sports. I even walked on to my yeah. junior college and uh, you know, let's fast forward a little bit before that. They found me playing in the YMCA. <laughs> so one of the players wow, at, really? at my junior college saw me playing in the YMCA. I'm in the YMCA. I got a mouth full of gold teeth. I got a I got a skull cap on, and uh, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to survive the summer and go back to school. And uh, one of the guys came up to me and he was like, "Man, you should come over here and play with me." And I was like, "All right, let's go." And uh, we just started going over there playing pickup. And um, you know, one day, coach came in and said, "Hey, if you want to walk on, you can walk on." So I walked on. A um, couple weeks into the season, I was playing real well. He came into the office and offered me a scholarship. And um, you know, I ended up being all American in junior college, leading the NJCAA and rebounding. Um, So I led the junior college in rebounding, and then I went to the University of Arkansas Little Rock, where I also led Division One NCAA and rebounding. And um, you know, that springboarded me to my professional career.
0: Wow! Wow! Right? I mean, it's all starting from you playing YMCA. How amazing it yeah, is. That's, it's crazy. Right? It's
1: crazy, man. They literally found me playing in the YMCA.
0: Wow. Before you were playing in the YMCA, did you uh, encounter some sort of resistance from, you know, your family or friend saying, hey, you know, being a, you know, uh, being a, a player is not going to bring you anywhere because, I don't know, 60, 50, or even 80% of the players don't make it.
1: Well, you know what? I'll say this because no one really came up to me like that because here's the thing. It wasn't a lot of, it wasn't a lot going on, you know, as far as, I mean, how can I say this? Um, me, me playing ball, no one would dare talk me out of that because I wasn't, I was staying out of trouble. So it's like, Hey, whatever keeps you out of trouble, you know, just keep doing it. Makes yeah, sense. So no Makes one discouraged sense. me and, and all that stuff. And, uh, you know I, I i had a good support system they they pretty much supported whatever i was doing and um you know so so yeah no one really tried to talk me out of it and no one could anyway you know i'm i'm just that yeah. stubborn like if i if i want something yeah. i'm going to work at it and get it
0: yeah yeah i mean so if you want it really want it then you're the only you are the only one who can push yourself together right, up, right. right? And 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 I, I love what you what you were saying you know really when, and I guess that reflect to your survival mode, mm-hmm. right? Because during that time, probably people are just doing their best trying to stay out of trouble, right. and you playing ball is actually a, a great thing, right. for you to stay out of trouble. Well, wow. so it's it's amazing. Okay, so um, so this session really want to touch on how you you become prof- professional you know players. And uh, in the next section, when we come back, uh, we will talk about how you uh, have getting into a real estate mindset. We're getting into a, you know, a mindset that 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 really, um, you know, push you, motivate you to uh, get a license during the time that you're playing mm-hmm. the basketball. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're tuning into MIT podcast. Today, we're having the sp- Special guest guest today who is a former NBA players. He's here sharing with us how he be- become how he became a professional uh ball players and at the same time how he jumped from um specialist quadrants to B and I business and investor quadrant. Um uh uh Chazelle, right? Ch- sorry, I what well, oh shazila sorry about that shazila so yeah um real estate is really a really something that very rare people were looking into when you're playing basketball shouldn't you be focusing on ball playing and not thinking about the other thing well
1: so this is the thing Um, it's funny man because you know i gave my all to basketball But I was always one of those thinkers. I'm always thinking about long term. And I knew that I couldn't play basketball forever, even though I thought I could. Um, Once I started getting injured, the invincibility was gone. I knew I could be injured. I knew that I didn't have 100% control of this thing. So I had to set myself up on down the road. Um, So what I started doing, I went to um, NBA pre-draft camp um, where all the players go to train in front of the coaches and scouts to see where they're going to get drafted and everything. And that night we have workshops and one of the workshops, um, it was a guy by the name of Lawrence Thunderbird who played for the Sacramento Kings. Um, you know, he was saying he was basically saying, you know, if you want to hide something from an athlete, put it in a book. And uh, that kind of stood out to me. And uh, that's when I just started reading. So, At this time, I'm doing a lot of traveling. I'm traveling the teams to work out. I'm just doing a lot of traveling. I'm in the airport all the time. So I told myself, I said, you know what? Instead of listening to music the entire time I'm in the airport, the entire time I'm on the plane, I'm going to force myself to go into the bookstore and pick up something that I want to read. So the first book I read was by Dennis Rodman, Bad As I Want to Be. And then I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad books that opened my mind up because that wasn't taught where I came from. Like I said, everybody's in survival mode. No one's talking about, um, B and I quadrants, you know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. um, but good thing that I was ambitious. So that's why I started reading on the planes. I started listening to audio books and I took a liking to real estate and that was my second career. I was like, man, you know what, this is what I'm gonna do when I finish playing. So, um, you know i just kind of balanced it out you know when i when we was traveling cause we, it's a lot of downtime. you know so i just made yeah. use of it
0: yeah yeah and and i guess most of other players are just listening to music while you were studying learning about this right
1: and that's the thing too right because you know these guys are my peers and um you know we all have the same common goal we want to we want to play ball take care of our families Hopefully, save up enough money so we can invest and you know have our second career comfortably. But you know, mm-hmm. when you don't prepare, you just you only make the transition harder. The transition is inevitable. Yeah. It's inevitable, you know. So um, it's a lot of stories about you know. I, I have a lot of guys that you know contemplating suicide. You know, just um, depression, heavy drinking. You know, because a lot of times, you know, when when you take the ball away from somebody, they don't know who they are anymore. Because you know, when you when they got the ball in their hands, you got people cheering, you got everybody on your phone, you got yes men around you. Mm-hmm. But once that once 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 the good times are over and that phone start ringing, reality sets in. So my 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 message to athletes is prepare now. It's going to happen prepare now because the same people that arrive with you in your entourage they're gonna be the ones that's laughing at you when you fall off and go broke so prepare yourself now
0: wow wow really you know when you're saying uh you know the transition is in, inevitable it really is something that 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 hit me um I guess it's just you like it or not it's coming yeah. right you, you want to Prepare or not, right. it's coming, right? And I guess this very thing apply to everybody who are listening to this podcast, this interview right now, right? We are living in it on certain states. No matter what position you're in, whether you're a base basketball player, you're very sucef- successful players or whatnot, right? The, the, the uncertainty is is, is growing up and, you know, something big is going to hit us, you know, financially, right? You like it or not. You want to be, you know, well prepared as by educating yourself or you're just going to let it be and eventually you, you get hit unprepared, right. right? So this message goes out to everybody, right? If you're listening and especially, right, please learn and take actions to get prepared, right? right? This is this is a very valuable lesson. So, um, I guess real estate was the idea that you get out from Richard Portat, or what were there anything else other than real estate that you were considering to be, you know, getting into, you know, as a second career? Well, no, I
1: got into real estate because of my uncle. Um, I had an uncle who um and this is before I started reading. I had an uncle who lived in Detroit and um, he would always come down on the holidays. Um, and he was, he he worked for the post office and he was also in real estate. Um, I didn't know how much money he was making because I was young, but I knew he was doing better than us. And real estate was one of his staples. He had a steady job with the post office and then he did real estate and he would always bring books down. He would always bring books with him. Like for Christmas, He's not giving out envelopes of money. He's giving out books. So it's like, man, like, but, but, mind you, I'm a young kid. I don't want books. I want, I want toys. Damn. I want money, you know. But he was just planting the seeds, planting the seeds, planting the seeds. And one day, I read a book that um, he he gave me. It was called uh, the Parable Pipeline, or something some of our multiple streams of income. And um, you know, real estate was talked about heavy in that book. And that, that would kind of start piquing my interest. So when I got so when I got to be an adult going into the airports, then I started gravitating start gravitating towards real estate books. So that's how I got into it. So it was my uncle who planted the seed and the rich dad poor dad book kinda of helped guide me. Like, oh, you can do this. Like I learned so much in that book to where it was like, Man, I didn't even know this. You know, you I didn't know I didn't know that, you know, you can use a loan to get a duplex or a triplex, so forth
0: and so on. Yeah. Wow, your uncle is a wise man, for sure, right? I mean, instead of giving away monies, giving away books and playing those seats, instead of giving you the fish, teaching you or implying that you can go fish, right? This is awesome. Awesome, awesome. So uh, other than real estate, I guess that's that's, uh, real estate is, is, is your only focus, right? There's nothing else that 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 you 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 get entertained or oh yeah so right now real
1: estate is is our core business but if you look back behind me you see businesses and out of the frame you you'll see innovation so those are the three things that we invest in here real estate businesses and innovation innovation being things like whatever's disruptive Um, we can be innovative in real estate you know just changing the old way of doing things um, you know, behind me, I know you probably can't see it cause I got a tight shot, but one of the, one of my principles on the wall is we are, we're not the status quo, adapt or die, you know? So, um, I'm always, I'm a heavy believer in, um, disruption because I think that what makes us grow, you know, let's mm-hmm. go back to the beginning of time, right? Or, or let's go back a couple hundred years. We used to have transportation by horseback. Then Henry Moore yeah. created the car, right? In that transition, it was somebody that said, "Hey, why do I need a car when I have a horse?" You exactly. know, and, and 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 that evolution, and then the Wright brothers created the plane. You know, they 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 they, they built the airplane. Now we got, you know, it, it's it's one after the other. Now we got electric cars. Now the cars driving themselves, self driving cars. You know, so it's. Mm-hmm. I mean evolution is necessary so you know we definitely invested in in innovation real estate and buying and selling businesses we haven't bought and sold a business yet but you know we're focused on our core business right there right now
0: awesome 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 yeah so i mean mindset wise you know where would you say there's some sort of um difference mindset between where like you were in the player and you know you become a real estate, you know, investor, like, what was the mindset difference look like? And when was really the turning point? Was it gradual changing? Or was it like, like, you know, this is a
1: great question, right? Because when I retired from basketball, I didn't retire on my own terms, I was injured. So mentally, I still felt like I could play the game. Um, And for my first two years as a realtor, I was so frustrated because I was trying to find myself. I was so used to being on a plane every week to go play a game. or I was so used to going to the gym two or three times a day. It was just so different. Right. Um, And um, it it took me two years to kind of buckle in because I was trying to find myself. So it was like, man, like, what? Like I was so relentless going after these rebounds. I was relentless. I had so much energy when I played, but I was like, how can I transfer that energy into business? And it took me about two years. But once I did, I realized I said, hey, you know what? You can transition your mindset over into business. And from then I, I was just the same the same way I went, like I would dive on a loose ball, I would make extra calls. Or, or, you know, I would go to more events when I'm dog tired. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same mindset. You just, It's just a different game. You know, like, instead of going back at night putting up extra shots, I'll make a couple extra calls. Or I'll send a couple extra emails. I'll knock on a couple extra doors. I'll send out a couple extra mailers. So that that's the mindset transition that that I had to connect. But it took me two years to do mm-hmm. it because I was just trying to find myself. I was like, man, like I, I really wanted to go back and play, but my body was like, you had enough. So, yeah. So um, I think that's that, wow. that mindset shift was, was
0: two two years a long time for you must right. It must be a long mm-hmm. long time to you.
1: Oh yeah, that was that was a long time. Mm-hmm. I was I was very frustrated doing them times. So, um, but once I realized that it was mindset, I was like, you know what. i'll give you an example um on my on my first development um what i did was i went and set into so uh, do you know much about real estate development Uh, you know so we have to go to these city council meetings right so i had a city Mm -hmm. council meeting scheduled for the next month but i went to the one before my meeting just to kind of see who i'm dealing with just rehearsal just the pre like a precursor just to see Ooh, I'm dealing mm-hmm. with just to see how how you know the the run okay. of the show is. If you mm-hmm. really translate that, that's no different than watching film in sports. You studying you studying what's up next. You're studying the opponent, and in development, not in a bad way, but the city could potentially be an opponent if they don't like your ideas. So I right. go in early to see, hey, what. Why are they denying these investors? I mean these developers that that are presenting their projects before me, and then I get the answers to the test just by going early, so you know mm-hmm. I call that watching film, you know, just going and doing my work early
0: awesome, awesome, yeah, and I mean so of course you you definitely need to have that mindset to support you doing that, mm-hmm. right, otherwise. You know, you, you know, as a professional basketball player, you wouldn't just go into one of those meetings and just sit there and watch people do those things, right? Amazing. Um, so uh, we'll talk more about real estate, um, especially, you know, um, your journey, you know, the, the beginning of your second career, right? Because, cause, uh, you know, for a lot of people who are just getting into real estate, you know, they face all kind of different challenges. Um, what were, what were the, the top challenges that you would say, or, you know, what, what were the initial, you know, um, resistant for you to, you know, when, when you were starting off real estate?
1: Well, some of my initial challenges, and like I said, I started out as a realtor and that was just my way in, but I did not enjoy being a realtor. Um, you know, I, I wanted to be an investor so bad, but I had to go through my realtor phase to kind of get my information up and my knowledge base up. Um, so that was pretty, excuse me. That was, uh, I mean, that was pretty, um, frustrating, but once I, I went to an event, I went to an event in LA. Um, it was a multifamily conference event. I had one, I don't know if you're familiar with Rod Cleef. Um, so I went to a Rod (coughs) Cleef, um, camp, and, um, you know, from there, I told myself, I was like, man, like this is exactly what I need to be doing. I need to be investing, mm-hmm. you know? Cause I had went to realtor conferences and, and things like that, but it was like, man, this is what I need to do. It's different yeah, mindset. It's a different mindset. You meet different people um, and you get to see the possibilities, you know, because what I was experiencing as a realtor was, no matter how many homes I sold this month, the next month I start over at zero. And and, right. and that's that's a hamster wheel. No matter how much money you make, it's still a hamster exactly. wheel. You only as good as your last deal. And that's why I stopped flipping it's homes. Rat too. Race. That's the, the rat race. That's why I stopped flipping homes, cause I said, Look, you only as good as your last flip. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so it's like, man, like so now I'm gonna get more into the accumulation of um real estate. You know, just not selling, buying, you know, if I gotta do the birth strategy and hold it. Um, mm-hmm.
0: But anything but selling. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay. Um we're we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about, uh t- we'll talk more about your current focus, right? And moving forward, what's your target and what's your what what would be the mindset that you that you believe, you know, um will carry you forward. Um and also some great learning that you you have to share with uh, you know, our our, our you know beginner. Uh, or or newer folks joining into real estate, you know, world. We'll be right back.